You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. It's your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a good show for you today. Listen, a little NBA talk, a little bit about the NFL preseason, some HBCU news, and man, we have a dynamic, awesome trading card scenario. But first, Danny, to the NBA, where the NBA has released their regular season schedule. Uh, And the first thing that fans typically go to is that Christmas Day matchup and oh boy do we have some Christmas Day matchup first beginning at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Christmas Day you have the Philadelphia 76ers against the New York Knicks 2 30 p.m. game the Los Angeles Lakers uh, against the Dallas Mavericks 5 p.m. game, the Milwaukee Bucks against Boston Celtics. The 8 p.m. game, Memphis Grizzlies uh, against Golden State Warriors. And then ultimately, the last game will be Phoenix Suns against the Denver Nuggets. Danny, this is going to be very exciting. As always, Mm -hmm. Christmas Day lineup. And the NBA gets it right once again. I feel, quite honestly... The matchups that I'm really looking forward to are the Milwaukee Bucks playing at uh, the Boston Celtics and also that Memphis Grizzlies against Golden State, man, playing in San Francisco. Those two games right there, mm-hmm. listen, I know there's going to be a whole lot of text messages flying around, a whole lot of calls flying around uh, <laughs> for those two games. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Green Bay Packers are actually playing on that game on that day as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they have a one o'clock game uh, with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so, man, the Wisconsin fans, the Milwaukee fans, the Green Bay fans are going to get a double dose uh, of helpings of Christmas holiday cheer uh, <laughs> on this given day. What say you, Danny? The NBA couldn't mess this one up. The Golden State Memphis Grizzlies matchup. <laughs> with all these matchups man you just hope everyone's healthy and you get the stars to show up on christmas day because there's been a whole lot of smack talking between <laughs> Memphis and golden state ever since that series ended agree bucks celtics that's always a great matchup even if it's not christmas day they anytime they play it's so evenly matched. They always, there's always someone who takes a big lead and then the other team comes back. So it makes it very intriguing. And, you know, my Lakers, they, they're, they're in by default. It's kind of like the Knicks and the Lakers, they're in by default. Nuggets, Suns, that's the one where you're about to go to bed and you just need that game on and it's going to be a run and gun, up and down game. So that should be also be a great game. NBA got these ma- – they have some good matchups, intriguing matchups on Christmas Day and will keep you glued to the TV all day long, even with the NFL's ma- uh, lineup. And, Danny, the news didn't stop there. Um, on the same day, LeBron signs an extension, a two-year extension. 
$97.1 million uh, with the player option for the 24-25 season. Uh, and this deal actually makes him the highest earning player in NBA history uh, and where he has on the court accumulated $532 million in career guaranteed money. Cha-ching! <laughs> Brown got paid, man. But this is going to be interesting in where LeBron's 38 years old, man. And I mean, there's some things in here in where he's not eligible for like a no trade clause because um, he agreed to the extension. I think there's something in there with regards to uh, he can't necessarily uh, sign a longer term deal because of the age, if you will. And I think that's something that the uh, NBA PA and, and the uh, governors are going to have to eventually work out uh, as careers are going longer now. Mm -hmm. This is something that I think uh, they'll work out in the CBA and everything. But nonetheless, man, LeBron goes, goes ahead and gets paid. Now, what does that do to the Lakers salary cap and them potentially trying to get younger players and a better roster and all that stuff. I don't know. Uh, I think it kind of hamstrings them a little bit, uh, quite honestly. I mm -hmm. uh, don't know what they're going to do with Russell Westbrook. I think that's still a question, quite honestly, even up to the beginning of the season, Danny. Uh, I Do we think Russell Westbrook is going to be in a Lakers uniform at the beginning of the season? I think there's still some talking <laughs> happening behind the scenes here. What say you, Danny? Jason, congratulations to LeBron James. It's one of those deals where it's kind of like the Kobe deal, but Kobe was kind of on his last leg when he got that last contract. LeBron still has a lot left in the tank. And to your point, the problem is with Anthony Davis's contract and Westbrook's contract, they don't have any flexibility. LeBron, they said, is adamant about getting Kyrie to Los Angeles, but what do the Lakers have to offer? I don't know with Brooklyn and KD's saga going on and Kyrie's saga. Maybe eventually they may just break down and just get rid of them. I don't know. So it may be something where they get they do KD and or uh, trade KD and Kyrie just to get rid of what's going on there behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Once Westbrook comes off the books, that's 40 some million dollars available to them, right? So this is the last year. So if they can't trade them, they ride out this year. And LeBron, from, from his standpoint, he's just trying to hang around, in my opinion, so he can team up with his son, which would be very cool. It'd be like a Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr. type moment. Mm -hmm. And he's in great shape. And they're just going to have to watch his minutes, you know, as he's getting older and everything. But the problem is they don't have enough talent around him to mm -hmm. relieve him of uh, those minutes. I am very curious what the Lakers do. I honestly don't see how they can do anything but ride out this season with the roster they have. Maybe pick up a veteran here or there uh, who may be on the wire and see what they can do. and. They just need Anthony Davis to bring his game and hopefully not get injured and play the whole season. They mm -hmm. might have a shot at like a five seed. Mm -hmm. That's high. 
But congratulations to LeBron, and we'll see what happens. This upcoming, well, actually in this preseason, because like you said, if some, something goes down, it's going to have to happen soon. It's going to have to happen soon, Danny. I think they would need to trade him before training camp. Mm-hmm. Before they start taking pictures, you know how they do the media day and everything. Yep. Hey, man, you're going to have to trade him before before all that happens, man, because I think he would feel some kind of way about it. Uh, and then also, I think it would just be a, a, a dark cloud over the locker room. All these talks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to have to do something before training camp happens. And now, Danny, into the NFL where preseason actually happened. Jordan Love for the Green Bay Packers. He he played a good portion of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where he actually went 13 for 24 for 176 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Uh, Danny, all I got to say is this, man. Listen, we were – Upset that the Packers went ahead and drafted a quarterback in the first round. This quarterback is that of Jordan Love. Not anything against the young man uh, himself personally. Uh, I think it was just the position uh, itself, in which case I don't think we necessarily needed another quarterback from the first round on the roster. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have went ahead and went a different direction here with another wide receiver, uh, possibly where Devontae Adams is no longer here. We could have had that number one receiver, right, in place right now. But that's what on the bridge. Jordan Love throws three interceptions uh, in the preseason game. Coach Matt LaFleur, uh, said this, and I quote, I think two of those you can totally take off him. The third one, we had two busted routes because the ball really shouldn't have gone there on that play, but he had nowhere else to go with the football, and he forced it in there, and the defender made a good play. We just got to clean up everything around him. Uh, We say it all the time about quarterbacks. They are going to get too much credit when we do well and they're going to get a lot of the blame when we don't. And that's just the reality of playing that position in this league. But I was pleased with Jordan's performance. I'll say this, Danny. Um, That's a CYA type statement, uh, but he's not even covering his own ass. He's actually covering Jordan loves uh, in my opinion, uh, trying to give him some confidence and all. Mm-hmm. I think also is covering the new wide receivers as well. Um, busted routes. Come on, man. This, this is the new wide receiving crew. Uh, there were reports that Aaron Rodgers yelled at them or he said something in the, in the media saying, hey, man, it's too many drops happening. They ain't catching the ball, Danny. These cats <laughs> ain't catching the ball. And so the very next day, what happens? They have a meeting. Mm-hmm. These cats having a meeting already. <laughs> but I guess if you're going to have a meeting, you better do it during the preseason, during yeah. training camp. Mm-hmm. All I got to say is this, man. This is going to be, uh, man, a roller coaster ride for the Green Bay Packers, for the wide receiving crew, and for Aaron Rodgers. I believe Aaron Rodgers may throw 
a few more picks this season, not because of him, but because I think there's going to be several busted routes, especially at the very beginning here. I still think he's going to have great numbers in terms of the interception, the touchdown to interception ratio. I can see Aaron Rodgers throwing double digits of picks this season. Maybe low double digits, yeah. But it's gonna be double digits, nonetheless. None to say. So I, here we are, preseason. Already hearing about the drops. That's not a good sign. What say you, Danny? Jason, just to finish that Packers thought, I think Aaron Rodgers is trying to build in that excuse already. <laughs> <laughs> so if they if they don't perform, he already said, "Hey, man, you saw what I'm working with." <laughs> On to the Falcons, the team we really need to talk about here. Desmond Ritter go, had his debut last week, went 10 for 22, 103 yards, game-winning touchdown. He had two touchdowns. He threw the game-winning touchdown against the Lions, and he relieved Mariota. Mariota played a little bit. One of those things where, you know, in preseason, you have your preseason studs, and everyone's looking great, but I just think it's one of those things where it's a great start for Ritter. But I just don't want Falcons fans to just say, all right, put him in right away. Let Mariota do his thing. Let Ritter develop under Mariota and give him a lot of time during preseason because we have the Jets on Monday night, Jason. So you got to tune in uh, for that Monday night action. So I think it was a great start to the camp or to the preseason. And just let him get his time, keep Mariota upright. And you saw Mariota scrambling, Ritter scrambled which will relieve some of that pressure off the offensive line as well um, because they, they're so up and down. And with Matt Ryan, when he was there the last few, well, ever, since he was there, he got sacked a ton. So with them being at least elusive, that'll give them some relief on the O-line. And Kyle Pitts, the boy, he looks like the truth, Jay. So he has he's gonna get a lot of opportunity this year too with Ridley being out and then Drake London got hurt in the game, but it sounds like it wasn't serious knee injury. But this may be Pitts' breakout year. And then if they if they do bring Ridley back next year, that just makes him even stronger. Their schedule's tough, low expectations on my end. So it's a lot of uh develop and we'll see how the schedule plays out. But congratulations to the Falcons on that first preseason victory. And now, Danny, on to uh, some HBCU news and where it is official. Uh, the Jordan brand and Howard University has actually agreed on a 20-year deal, long-term deal, uh, which uh, allows uh, Howard uh, to actually uh, wear the uh, Jumpman uniforms. Uh, apparently, they're going to be revealed on August 27th. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is, uh, I guess, competing against that of the LeBron deal with uh, my beloved Florida a and University. But nonetheless, I think it's, it's still a great, great look for HBCUs as a whole mm -hmm. uh, and where they're partnering with these uh, major brands. And, uh, man, there's just going to be um, some more obviously money funneling back on uh, funneling to uh, Howard, which is awesome. And I'm just looking, I'm looking forward to actually seeing uniforms, man. You mm -hmm. know, I want to see 
you know, Jordan Brand's take on uh, Howard's uh, colors and obviously their logo and, and mascot being the Bison. So I'm looking forward to seeing it, uh, but not as much as I'm looking forward to seeing some new uniforms and stuff for my Florida A&M University with, uh, with uh, LeBron and all. But nonetheless, man, this is uh, great news for Howard University. Just as we're talking about the Jordan deal, this NIL thing, man, is is really, really starting to make some way here in the HBCU world. And it was it's great to see um, these announcements of uh, deals. There was a NIL conference in Atlanta um, that allowed people to student athletes to participate, get a better idea what NIL is and how they can take advantage of it and everything in. But Shiloh Sanders has actually reached a deal with Porsche. Yes, the car. He is now the brand ambassador uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, he is a safety. Uh, and I, I'll just say firsthand, I remember seeing him live in a living color against my beloved Florida a University at the Orange Blossom Classic uh, last year. And uh, he can hit, man. He's the truth. Um, and... This Orange Blossom Classic that is coming up, that's going to be another classic. Uh, Shiloh has this uh, new deal with Porsche. And I love seeing announcements like this for our student athletes, uh, especially HBCU student athletes. Um, and they're taking advantage of the NIL uh, opportunities. What say you, Danny? So, Jason, in both of these items – it helps with the recruitment, right? So mm -hmm. it gives exposure and it shows the possibilities. From the Howard perspective, you get the Jordan brand. Who doesn't want to have a Jordan brand jersey? You know, the whole fit, everything, and just the partnership. Other opportunities as well, not just recruitment, but just opportunities in general that it presents for the university signing a deal like this. And then with Shiloh getting that deal with Porsche, Dion could work his magic, man. and he's front and center on this trying to present these opportunities to his players. His son had a great deal here with Porsche mm -hmm. and who's to say what's next in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. So both great uh, recruitment, visibility opportunities for the universities and the players involved. And it just shows that they're just on the cusp right now. I think the bigger and better things are coming down the, um, down the way soon and now danny we have a very interesting trading car scenario a little something different than what we have done in the past who we got danny so jason on the heels of our serena williams evolution slash retirement discussion in our last show it's serena williams she had her rookie card versus althea gibson's rookie card so just to bring everyone up to speed on who Althea Gibson is, if you don't know, first black woman to win the Wimbledon and United States national titles. In her career, she played through the 50s, and then she ended up being a professional golfer on the LPGA as well. Jason, knowing Serena's accolades, which we talked about in our last show, mm -hmm. all the singles titles, all mm -hmm. the doubles titles, and then you have Althea Gibson, who was a FAMU graduate as well. Mm -hmm. Who do you want in your portfolio? This 
one I went back and forth on because you have Serena, who is arguably uh, one of the greatest, uh, not female athletes, but one of the greatest athletes um, of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so th- I was going back and forth on this one because the more I looked at Althea Gibson's record and just the things that she has done, 1944, Althea Gibson was the American Tennis Association's junior champion and repeated the next year. This is according to the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. 1947, she won the first of her 10 consecutive ATA singles championships. This is, again, according to the International Tennis Hall of Fame. 1950, can obviously what you mentioned, the first African-American uh, permitted to the U.S. National Championship, the U.S. Open. And then she went on the string of winning, obviously, major titles and all, man. Uh, Danny, and as you mentioned, she also played golf later in her career. She also won double titles. Uh, I mean, Danny, the resume is wicked. I have to give props to Serena, man, because when Serena first got on the scene, when Venus and Serena first got on the scene, man, you know, the flag that they received, the uh, comments, the side of eyes, just the vitriol that they received uh, as little girls being on the courts and everything, man. I can only imagine. But through it all, they became champions and world-renowned. But I could only imagine being the first, a pioneer of, of such things and where you had to go through even more vitriol because you were the first. Even through all throughout all of that, you did it not only in one sport, but you did it in two sports for those reasons alone the stories that i could tell off of that card serena and venus pays homage to althea for being the first Mm -hmm. i've got to take althea gibson's card and i want that in my portfolio not only for those reasons but also the reason because she's a rattler Mm -hmm. and rattlers continues to strike strike and strike again so i'm going althea gibson who you got danny in looking at both of these female tennis players athletes it's hard man to make a decision here because althea gibson like you mentioned was the first and she also played basketball she had a scholarship for basketball when she went to famu come on man so all around athlete if she would have hung on a little longer or her career would have went longer, she may have had more shine and more money come her way. Mm -hmm. So when her career ended, she just missed, like everything starting to blow up from a Mm -hmm. financial standpoint. And just, she was a winner. Serena was a winner. Althea went through probably I can't even imagine either what she went through during those times and 
um, to take on and win championships, multiple. And Serena going through the same, just different times, same thing. And then I look at, from a competition standpoint, how does that play? You know, when we do these eras, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Serena's competition, I would assume, you know, is bigger, faster, stronger than what Althea faced, but it doesn't minimize the accolades and you beat who, who's in front of you. So all that being said, from a car perspective, like I look at Althea as like the Jackie Robinson, I want that car. That's an old school car from a car collector's perspective. Anything from any sport that I can get my hands on, I would love to have my portfolio. I'm going to try to get Serena's too, but uh, in this <laughs> scenario, I want Althea Gibson's car. Like you mentioned, it's just the story and her trailblazing to provide that opportunity for minorities into the professional sports. Give me Althea Gibson's card as well. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.